Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. First Canto, Chapter 12, Texts 20 through 23. Text 20. This child will be a munificent donor of charity and protector of the surrendered, like the famous King Shibi of the Utsinara country. And he will expand the name and fame of his family, like Bharat, the son of Maharaj Dushyanta. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. A king becomes famous by his acts of charity, performances of yagyas, protection of the surrendered, etc. A kshatriya king is proud to give protection to the surrendered souls. This attitude of a king is called isvarabhav, or factual power to give protection in a righteous cause. In the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord instructs living beings to surrender unto him, and he promises all protection. The Lord is all-powerful and true to his word, and therefore he never fails to give protection to his different devotees. The king, being the representative of the Lord, must possess this attitude of giving protection to the surrendered souls at all risk. Maharaj Shibi, the king of Usinara, was an intimate friend of Maharaj Yayati, who was able to reach the heavenly planets along with Maharaj Shibi. Maharaj Shibi was aware of the heavenly planet where he was to be transferred after his death, and the description of this heavenly planet is given in the Mahabharat, Adi Parva, 96, 6-9. Maharaj Shibi was so charitably disposed that he wanted to give over his acquired position in the heavenly kingdom to Yayati, but he did not accept it. Yayati went to the heavenly planet along with the great rishis, like Astika and others. On inquiry from the rishis, Yayati gave an account of Shibi's pious acts when all of them were on the path to heaven. He has become a member of the assembly of Yamaraj, who has become his worshipful deity. As confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, the worshipper of the demigods goes to the planets of the demigods, Yanti Deva Vrta Devan. So Maharaj Shibi has become an associate of the great Vaishnava authority Yamaraj on that particular planet. While he was on the earth, he became very famous as a protector of surrendered souls and a donor of charities. The king of heaven once took the shape of a pigeon hunter bird, an eagle, and Agni, the fire god, took the shape of a pigeon. The pigeon, while being chased by the eagle, took shelter in the lap of Maharaj Shibi, and the hunter eagle wanted the pigeon back from the king. The king wanted to give it some other meat to eat, 
and requested the bird not to kill the pigeon. The hunter bird refused to accept the king's offer, but it was settled later that the eagle would accept flesh from the body of the king of the pigeon's equivalent weight. That king began to cut flesh from his body to weigh in the balance equivalent to the weight of the pigeon. But the mystic pigeon always remained heavier. The king then put himself on the balance to equate with the pigeon, and the demigods were pleased with him. The king of heaven and the fire god disclosed their identity, and the king was blessed by them. Devarshi Narada also glorified Maharaj Shibi for his great achievements, specifically in charity and protection. Maharaj Shibi sacrificed his own son for the satisfaction of human beings in his kingdom, and thus child Parikit was to become a second Shibi in charity and protection. Doshyanti Bharat There are many Bharatas in history, of which Bharat, the brother of Ram, Bharat, the son of King Rishab, and Bharat, the son of Maharaj Dushyanta, are very famous. All of these Bharatas are historically known to the universe. This planet is known as Bharat, or Bharat Varsha, due to King Bharat, the son of Rishab. But according to some, this land is known as Bharat due to the reign of the son of Dushyanta. So far as we are concerned, this land's name, Bharat Varsha, was established from the reign of Bharat, the son of King Rishab. Before him, the land was known as Ilavrta Varsha, but just after the coronation of Bharat, the son of Rishab, this land became famous as Bharat Varsha. But despite all this, Bharat, the son of Maharaj Dushyanta, was not less important. He is the son of the famous beauty, Shukuntala. Maharaj Dushyanta fell in love with Shukuntala in the forest, and Bharat was conceived. After that, Maharaj forgot his wife Shukuntala by the curse of Kanvamuni, and the child Bharat was brought up in the forest by his mother. Even in his childhood, he was so powerful that he challenged the lions and elephants in the forest and would fight them as little children play with cats and dogs. Because of the boys becoming so strong, more than the so-called modern Tarzan, the rishis in the forest called him Sarvadhamana, or one who is able to control everyone. A full description of Maharaj Bharat is given in the Mahabharat, Adi Parva. The Pandavas, or the Kurus, are sometimes addressed as Bharat due to being born in the dynasty of the famous Maharaj Bharat, the son of King Dushyanta. Text 21 Amongst great bowmen, this child will be as good as Arjuna. He will be as irresistible as fire and as insurpassable as the ocean. Purport by Srila Prabhupada In history, 
there are two Arjunas. One is Kartavirya Arjuna, the king of Haihaya, and the other is the grandfather of the child. Both Arjunas are famous for their bowmanship, and the child, Parikit, is foretold to be equal to both of them, particularly in fighting. A short description of the Pandava Arjuna is given below. Pandava Arjuna The great hero of the Bhagavad Gita. He is the Kshatriya son of Maharaj Pandu. Queen Kuntidevi could call any one of the demigods, and thus she called Indra, and Arjuna was born by him. Arjuna is therefore a plenary part of the heavenly king, Indra. He was born in the month of Falguna, February-March, and therefore he is also called Falguni. When he appeared as the son of Kunti, his future greatness was proclaimed by air messages, and all the important personalities from different parts of the universe, such as the demigods, the Kandarvas, the Adityas from the sun globe, the Rudras, the Vasus, the Nagas, the different rishis or sages of importance, and the Apsaras, the society girls of heaven, all attended the ceremony. The Apsaras pleased everyone by their heavenly dances and songs. Vasudev, the father of Lord Krishna and the maternal uncle of Arjuna, sent his priest representative, Kashyapa, to purify Arjuna by all the prescribed samskaras, or reformatory processes. His samskara, of being given a name, was performed in the presence of the rishis, residents of Satashringa. He married four wives, Draupadi, Subhadra, Chitrangada, and Ulupi, from whom he got four sons, of the names Shurikirti, Abhimanyu, Abruvahan, and Iravan, respectively. During his student life, he was entrusted to study under the great professor, Dronacharya, along with the other Pandavas and Kurus. But he excelled everyone in his studious intensity, and Dronacharya was especially attracted by his disciplinary affection. Dronacharya accepted him as a first-grade scholar and loved heartily to bestow upon him all the blessings of military science. He was so ardent a student that he used to practice bowmanship even at night. And for all these reasons, Professor Dronacharya was determined to make him the topmost bowman of the world. He passed very brilliantly the examination in piercing the target, and Dronacharya was very pleased. Royal families in Manipur and Tripura are descendants of Arjuna's son, Babruvahan. Arjuna saved Dronacharya from the attack of a crocodile, and the Acharya, being pleased with him, rewarded him with a weapon of the name Brahmashiras. Maharaj Drupada was inimical toward Dronacharya, and thus when he attacked the Acharya, Arjuna got him arrested and brought him before Dronacharya. He besieged a city of the name Aichatra, belonging to Maharaj Dropada, and after taking it over, he gave it to Dronacharya. The confidential treatment of the weapon Brahmashiras was explained to Arjuna, 
and Dronacharya was promised by Arjuna that he would use the weapon if necessary when he, Dronacharya, personally became an enemy of Arjuna. By this, the Acharya forecasted the future battle of Kurukshetra, in which Dronacharya was on the opposite side. Maharaj Drupada, although defeated by Arjuna on behalf of his professor, Dronacharya, decided to hand over his daughter, Draupadi, to his young combatant. But he was disappointed when he heard the false news of Arjuna's death in a fire of the Shalak house, intrigued by Duryodhana. He therefore arranged for Draupadi's personal selection of a groom who could pierce the eye of a fish hanging on the ceiling. This trick was especially made because only Arjuna could do it, and he was successful in his desire to hand over his equally worthy daughter to Arjuna. Arjuna's brothers were at the time living incognito under agreement with Duryodhana, and Arjuna and his brothers attended the meeting of Draupadi's selection in the dress of Brahmins. When all the Kshatriya kings assembled saw that a poor Brahmin had been garlanded by Draupadi for her lord, Sri Krishna disclosed his identity to Balaram. He met Ulupi at Hardwar, and he was attracted by that girl belonging to the Nagaloka, and thus Iravan was born. Similarly, he met Chitrangada, the daughter of the king of Manipur, and thus Brabruvahan was born. Lord Sri Krishna made a plan to help Arjuna to kidnap Subhadra, sister of Sri Krishna, because Baladev was inclined to hand her over to Duryodhana. Yudhisthira also agreed with Sri Krishna, and thus Subhadra was taken by force by Arjuna and then married to him. Subhadra's son is Abhimanyu, the father of Parikit Maharaj, the posthumous child. Arjuna satisfied the fire god by setting fire to the Khandava forest, and thus the fire god gave him one weapon. Indra was angry when the fire was set in the Khandava forest, and thus Indra, assisted by other demigods, began fighting with Arjuna for his great challenge. They were all defeated by Arjuna, and Indradev returned to his heavenly kingdom. Arjuna also promised all protection to one Maya Sura, and the latter presented him one valuable conch shell, celebrated as Devadatta. Similarly, he received many other valuable weapons from Indradev when he was satisfied to see his chivalry. When Maharaj Yudhisthira was disappointed in defeating the king of Magadha, Jarasandha, it was Arjuna only who gave King Yudhisthira all kinds of assurances, and thus Arjuna, Bhima, and Lord Krishna started for Magadha to kill Jarasandha. When he went out to bring all the other kings of the world under the subjugation of the Pandavas, as was usual under the coronation of every emperor, he conquered the country named Kilinda and brought into subjugation King Bhagadat. Then he traveled through countries like Atagiri, Ulukapura, and Modapura and brought under subjugation all the rulers. 
Sometimes he underwent severe types of penances, and later on he was rewarded by Indradev. Lord Shiva also wanted to try the strength of Arjuna, and in the form of an aborigine, Lord Shiva met him. There was a great fight between the two, and at last Lord Shiva was satisfied with him and disclosed his identity. Arjuna prayed to the Lord in all humbleness, and the Lord, being pleased with him, presented him with the Pashupata weapon. He acquired many other important weapons from different demigods. He received Dandastra from Yamaraj, Pashastra from Varuna, and Tatardana Astra from Kuvera, the treasurer of the heavenly kingdom. Indra wanted him to come to the heavenly kingdom, the Indraloka planet beyond the moon planet. In that planet, he was cordially received by the local residents, and he was awarded reception in a heavenly parliament of Indradev. Then he met Indradev, who not only presented him with his Vajra weapon, but also taught him the military and musical science as used in the heavenly planet. In one sense, Indra is the real father of Arjuna, and therefore, indirectly, he wanted to entertain Arjuna with the famous society girl of heaven, Urvasi, the celebrated beauty. The society girls of heaven are lusty, and Urvasi was very eager to contact Arjuna, the strongest human being. She met him in his room and expressed her desires. But Arjuna sustained his unimpeachable character by closing his eyes before Urvasi, addressing her as mother of the Kuru dynasty, and placing her in the category of his mothers, Kunti, Madri, and Sachidevi, the wife of Indradev. Disappointed, Urvasi cursed Arjuna and left. In the heavenly planet, he also met the great celebrated ascetic, Lomasa, and prayed to him for the protection of Maharaj Yudhisthira. When his inimical cousin, Duryodhana, was under the clutches of the Gandharvas, he wanted to save him and requested the Gandharvas to release Duryodhana. But the Gandharvas refused, and thus he fought with them and got Duryodhana released. When all the Pandavas lived incognito, he presented himself in the court of King Virata as a eunuch and was employed as the musical teacher of Uttara, his future daughter-in-law, and was known in the Virata court as the Brihanala. As Brihanala, he fought on behalf of Uttara, the son of King Virata, and thus defeated the Kurus in the fight incognito. His secret weapons were safely kept in custody of a Somi tree, and he ordered Uttara to get them back. His identity and his brother's identity were later on disclosed to Uttara. Dronacharya was informed of Arjuna's presence in the fight of the Kurus and the Viratas. Later, on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, Arjuna killed many great generals like Karna and others. After the battle of Kurukshetra, he punished Aspatam, who had killed all the five sons of Draupadi. Then all the brothers went to Bhishmadev. It is due to Arjuna only 
that the great philosophical discourses of the Bhagavad Gita were again spoken by the Lord on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. His wonderful acts on the battlefield of Kurukshetra are vividly described in the Mahabharata. Arjuna was defeated, however, by his son, Babruvahan, at Manipur, and fell unconscious when Alupi saved him. After the disappearance of Lord Krishna, the message was brought by Arjuna to Maharaj Yudhisthira. Again, Arjuna visited Dwarka, and all the widow wives of Lord Krishna lamented before him. He took them all in the presence of Vasudeva and pacified them. Later on, when Vasudeva passed away, he performed his funeral ceremony in the absence of Krishna. While Arjuna was taking all the wives of Krishna to Indraprasth, he was attacked on the way, and he could not protect the ladies in his custody. At last, advised by Vyasadeva, all the brothers headed for Mahaprasthan. On the way, at the request of his brother, he gave up all important weapons as useless, and he dropped them all in the water. Text 22. This child will be as strong as a lion and as worthy a shelter as the Himalayan mountains. He will be forbearing like the earth and as tolerant as his parents. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. One is compared to the lion when one is very strong in chasing an enemy. One should be a lamb at home and a lion in the chase. The lion never fails in the chase of an animal. Similarly, the head of state should never fail in chasing an enemy. The Himalayan mountains are famous for all richness. There are innumerable caves to live in, numberless trees of good fruits to eat, good springs to drink water from, and profuse drugs and minerals to cure diseases. Any man who is not materially prosperous can take shelter of these great mountains and he will be provided with everything required. Both the materialist and the spiritualist can take advantage of the great shelter of the Himalayas. On the surface of the earth there are so many disturbances caused by the inhabitants. In the modern age, People have begun to detonate atomic weapons on the surface of the earth, and still the earth is forbearing to the inhabitants, like a mother who excuses a little child. Parents are always tolerant to children for all sorts of mischievous acts. An ideal king may be possessed of all these good qualities, and the child Pariket is foretold to have all these qualities in perfection. Text 23. This child will be like his grandfather Yudhisthira or Brahma in equanimity of mind. He will be munificent like the lord of the Kailas hill, Shiva. 
and he will be the resort of everyone, like the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayan, who is even the shelter of the Goddess of Fortune. Report by Srila Prabhupada. Mental equanimity refers to both Maharaj Yudhisthir and to Brahma, the grandfather of all living beings. According to Sridhar Swami, the grandfather referred to is Brahma, but according to Viswanath Chakrabarti, the grandfather is Maharaj Yudhisthira himself. But in both cases, the comparison is equally good, because both of them are recognized representatives of the Supreme Lord, and thus both of them have to maintain mental equanimity, being engaged in welfare work for the living being. Any responsible executive agent at the top of administration has to tolerate different types of onslaughts from the very person for whom he works. Brahmaji was criticized even by the gopis, the highest professional devotees of the Lord. The gopis were dissatisfied with the work of Brahmaji because Lord Brahma, as the creator of this particular universe, created eyelids which obstructed their seeing Lord Krishna. They could not tolerate a moment's blinking of the eyes, for it kept them from seeing their beloved Lord Krishna. So what to speak of others who are naturally very critical of every action of a responsible man? Similarly, Maharaj Yudhisthira had to cross over many difficult situations created by his enemies, and he proved to be the most perfect maintainer of mental equanimity in all critical circumstances. Therefore, the example of both grandfathers for maintaining equanimity of mind is quite fitting. Lord Shiva is a celebrated demigod who awards gifts to beggars. His name is therefore Ashutosh, or one who is pleased very easily. He is also called Bhutanath, or the lord of the common folk, who are mainly attached to him because of his munificent gifts, even without consideration of the after-effects. Ravana was very attached to Lord Shiva, and by easily pleasing him, Ravana became so powerful that he wanted to challenge the authority of Lord Ram. Of course, Ravana was never helped by Lord Shiva when he fought with Lord Ram, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and the Lord of Lord Shiva. To Vrikasura, Lord Shiva awarded a benediction that was not only awkward, but also disturbing. Vrikasura became empowered by the grace of Lord Shiva to vanish anyone's head simply by touching it. Although this was awarded by Lord Shiva, the cunning fellow wanted to make an experiment of the power by touching the head of Lord Shiva. Thus the Lord had to take shelter of Vishnu to save himself from trouble. And the Lord Vishnu, by his illusory potency, asked Vrikasura to make an experiment with his own head. The fellow did it and was finished himself. And so the world was saved from all sorts of trouble by such a cunning beggar of the demigods. The excellent point is that Lord Shiva never denies anyone any sort of gift. He is therefore the most generous although sometimes some kind of mistake is made. Rama, 
means the goddess of fortune, and her shelter is Lord Vishnu. Lord Vishnu is the maintainer of all living beings. There are innumerable living beings, not only on the surface of this planet, but also in other hundreds and thousands of planets. All of them are provided with all necessities of life for their progressive march toward the end of self-realization, but on the path of sense gratification, they are put into difficulty by the agency of maya, the illusory energy, and so travel the path of a false plan of economic development. Such economic development is never successful because it is illusory. These men are always after the mercy of the illusory goddess of fortune. But they do not know that the goddess of fortune can live only under the protection of Vishnu. Without Vishnu, the goddess of fortune is an illusion. We should therefore seek the protection of Vishnu instead of directly seeking the protection of the goddess of fortune. Only Vishnu and the devotees of Vishnu can give protection to all. And because Maharaj Parikit was himself protected by Vishnu, it was quite possible for him to give complete protection to all who wanted to live under his rule. So, there are many important words in this verse. The first is Dijavadya-sikṣaya, trained by the best of the brahmins. Dijo. Dijo means twice born. First birth by the father and mother, and second birth by the spiritual master. That is Vedic civilization, Dijavan. One must take twice birth. Uh, once birth, father and mother, uh, that is done by the cats and dogs. Uh, any birth, Either you take a birth as a cat or dog or human being or anything, they requires father and mother. So that birth is not sufficient. Therefore, a Vaishnava Kavi says, Janame Janame Shab Pita Mata Pai Krishna Guru Nahi Mile Bhajahaviyar. In any birth, You'll get father-mother. It is natural. Without father-mother, how can you get a body? So therefore it is said, janame janame, in any birth, either human being or cats, dog, snake or tree or insect, you'll get father. But in every birth you cannot get Krishna and Guru. That is not possible. So this birth you can get. This human form of birth you can get. That is the special significance. Father, mother, you can get any birth. It doesn't matter. But you cannot get Krishna and Guru. That you can get in this birth. Therefore twice birth. You must get another birth. 
through the initiation of the spiritual master. Diksha. Diksha means initiation. Di means dibba, jnana. And kha means capacity. From the day of initiation, you simply get spiritual knowledge, transcendental knowledge. That is the special significance of human form of body. Therefore, in the Vedic civilization, the classification is made. First class, second class, third class, fourth class men. There are three gunas. The material world is conducted by three gunas, means the quality of goodness, the quality of passion, the quality of ignorance, and mixed. So first, second, third, and the mixed equal fourth. That is called varnāsraṁ, cātur-varnāṁ, guna-karma-vibhāgas, according to quality and karma. So the first, second, and third class division, they are all dijas, twice one, brāhman, chatri, and vaiṣya. Dija means saṃskār, reformation to mold the character. That is called saṃskār. Just like you can train even a tiger, even an animal, to dance according to your desire. That is practical. So you cannot train a human being to become a brāhmaṇa with such intelligence, but there is no such training. They're simply telling all cats and dogs. But the Vedic civilization takes this opportunity of human being to make him perfect in his life. What is that perfection? That perfection is to understand God and become his devotee. That is perfect. Not that to become very stout and strong, as strong as the tiger or as cunning as the jackal. Not that. That is not training. So, according to division, the training was there. The first class training is brāhmaṇa. Brāhmaṇa means they must be truthful first. Sattva, samā, dhamma, tritikha. They must be able to control the senses, control the mind. Sattva, samā, dhamma, titikha must be tolerant. Titikha, arjava, very simple. Jñānam, full knowledge. Vijñānam, practical application in life. Sattva, samā, dhamma, titikha, suci, cleanliness. Brahma-karma-sabhāvajam. They should be trained. A class of men should be trained for these qualities. They are called Brahma. No? Similarly, another class, 
second class, they should be trained up as kshatriya, very powerful. Never goes away from the challenge of fighting, yuddhi chappalaya, no? Not that the fighting is going on and the so-called president is sitting in his parlor and smoking cigarette, no? Juddhi chappalayanam. Oh, everyone is fighting there. I must go in the front. They'll fight. Otherwise, how people will encourage? The cheap man is in the background, and poor man, they are fighting. No. Juddhi chappalayanam. That is chhatriya. So, similarly, vaiśya. Vaiśya, they should be trained in three things product. Krishi go rakshabhanijam, vaiśya karma sabhavajam. Krishi, agriculture, goraksha, cow protection, goraksha, that is essential. Agriculture and cow protection and banijya. Banijya means trade. If there is excess meal product, if there is excess grain product, then you can sell to others. Nowadays, the trade is that you take as much milk as you can and then kill the animal and sell the flesh to other countries. That is going on. No, goraksha. Goraksha, cow protection is very, very essential in human society because it gives the milk, the miracle food. You can prepare hundreds and thousands of preparations, all not only delicious, but brain maintaining. You can get good brain. Therefore, goroksha, cow protection is especially recommended. Not that animal protection. If you want to eat meat, you can eat many other animals there are, but don't eat the cow. This is Vedic civilization. Kishi Gurakshavanijam, Vaishakanma Sabhavajam, Purichajatmakam Kajam, Sudrakanma Sabhavajam. And those who are neither Brahmin, they have no brain to become Brahmin or to become Khatri or Vaishya, they are called Sudras. And a Sudras business is to shut the other upper three classes laborer, worker classes, and satisfied with some service. So here it is said that tata-parikhe-dhijabarja-sikṣaya. He was educated and trained up by the best class of the brahmins, not by the śūdras. Śūdras training, what he can become? He can become a rascal, that's all. The training was entrusted to the first-class Brahmin, who is himself trained up to speak truth, sattva-samadhamat, to remain clean, to become very simple in habit, to become master of knowledge and practically application. Such persons should be the trainer, should be the teacher. Not a third-class rascal becomes a teacher and professor. He has no idea 
how to speak truth. He is speaking all lies, theories, and getting Nobel Prize. Such a śūdra is honored at the present moment. Who has no knowledge? So many so-called philosophers and scientists simply speaking lies and untruth. They have no knowledge. As soon as you challenge them, they will say, yes, we are trying. In future we shall do it. But if you are trying, then where is your knowledge? Why you are taking the post of a teacher? You are a cheater. You have no full knowledge, and still you are putting some some theory to mislead the people. For example, just like they are putting on this theory that matter, from matter life has come. All right, in matter, life has come from matter. Just prove it. Take matter, whatever materials you want, take, and produce a life. That we shall see in future. Then why are you talking this nonsense? Science means observation and experiment. There must be experiment also. But without experiment, they are putting on this theory and getting Nobel Prize. Although it is not a fact. We know, we, we are followers of Vedic principles, we know that matter or life, everything comes from life, not from matter. We know it's certain. How do you know? Krishna says, Matta sarvaṁ prabhattati. Everything comes from me, and Krishna is the supreme life. So we have no difficulty. Because we know matta sarvaṁ prabhattati means matter and life, both, everything. There are two things, matter and life. There is no third thing. So Krishna says, Aṁ sarvasya prabhava. I am the original source of everything. Everything means matter and there are two things, matter and life. That is not very difficult to understand. So sarvaṁ, Aṁ sarvasya prabhava matta sarvaṁ prabhattate. Iti matya bhajanti maam buddha bhava sabandita. Iti matya. When one understands this, that Krishna is the source of both matter and light. So the devotees are not rascals. They are in full knowledge. Iti matya. When they are confident that Krishna is the source of everything. Iti matta bhajante maa. They become my devotee. Iti matya bhajante maa buddha. Buddha means highly elevated in knowledge, buddha. Just like Lord Buddha, elevated knowledge. So buddha. So how this knowledge can be gotten? Unless one is trained by Dijavarja-siksha, first-class learned brahmins. One has to learn from him, not from the rascals, fools, cats, and dogs. No, that is not learning. Dijavarja-siksha. So Parikhit Maharaj, his first qualification is not only Parikhit Maharaj, 
But all the kings during the monarchy. Uh, monarchy does not mean because he is a son of king, therefore he should be king. No. He should be fully trained up by the Dijavarja, by the best class of Brahmins. That is monarchy. Sri Parikkit Maharaj, Tata. Tata means thereafter. After his father's when Pancha Pandav, his father and uncles returned and left kingdom, entrusting everything to the grandchild because their sons all died in the battle of Kurukshetra. Parikkit Maharaj, only he was saved because he was a posthumous child. His, after the death of his father in the battlefield of Kurukshetra, he was in the womb of his mother, he took birth. And his grandfathers took care of him. Uh, this is Parikhit Maharaj's life. He did not see his father uh, from birth. Uh, so this grandfather, so grandfathers, they retired, entrusted, the whole kingdom was entrusted to the grandchild, Maharaj Parikhit. Uh, so uh, he was trained up. By the first class Brahmin. Tatapadi kid Dijavarja Siksha. Mohing Mahabhagavato Sasasaha. Mohing. Mohing means it's earthly planet. Up to Maharaj Parikhit. Five thousand years ago, the whole world was being ruled over by one king, one emperor. There are no so many nations. Or no, so many presidents are. No. Simply one king. Mohing. This word. Mohing means the earthly planet. This is the history. From Mahabhagavata, Mahabharat, we understand that. That the whole world was under one flag. This Pandavas. Now, United Nations means 3,000 flags. Uh, Three thousand nations. Uh, so that is not democracy or that is not uh, good ruling. The best ruling is monarchy, and monarch means he must be a perfectly trained up person by the best brahmins. That is perfect God. Uh, not that this democracy, some rascals and fools, they are voting another rascal and fool, and by hook and crook he comes to the post, he does not like to give it up and makes things very miserable. Uh, this kind of government, now your Senate is proposing, let us pray to God how we can get good government. Uh, <laughs> they're coming down to again. But why not train? Uh, now you are going to pray to God. Please give us good government. Why don't you elect a person, Mahabhagavata? Mahabhagavata. That is Krishna consciousness movement. That people, you become devotees. Bhagavata. And you select one Mahabhagavata to be your ruler. Then you'll be happy. Not only Bhagavata, not of your caliber, but still farther. 
there are bhagavad there are three kinds of devotees ah three kinds of devotees means neophyte middle class and mahabhagavat 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 means one who can see god in everything and everything in god that is mahabhag ah that is explained in bhagavad gita sarvabhuteshu ja pashyat atma he does not see anything except god everything in god and god in everything that is the qualification mahabhagavat so just see how elevated was maharaj parikshit that he was mahabhagavata in another place he has been i forget that word that is also mahabhagavata so parikshit man was not was not an ordinary person he was mahabhagavata mohi mahabhagavata sasasa ruled over a great devotee it does not mean a great devotee is simply engaged in chanting hari krishna mantra no a great devotee may be the chief of the executive function of the state he can be no that is required not that only mahabhagavata required in church or temples no mahabhagavata required also as the head of the chief executive function that is also required otherwise how people will be happy every field there must be mahabhagavata ja my guru maharaj used to say that when we shall see that the high court judges are devotees of krishna then our preaching will be somewhat forward uh, so that is the aim of krishna consciousness movement uh, that everyone at least those who are ruling uh, those who are on the executive function they must be all mahabhagavata uh, under them everything should be ruled then people will be happy because they will not never do anything in justice their only desire is mahabhagavata is how to give leave to the suffering humanity that is mahabhagavata so parikshit maharaj was mahabhagavata and therefore he was entrusted to do lower not an ordinary man jatahi sutya abhijat ko bhi here is another important word so so jatha as you as foretold sutya sutta means in the maternity condition maternity home or maternity room sutya still the the system is current in india that when uh, a lady is going to give birth to a child he sees offered a separate room 
where the child will take birth and all taken care. Now they are sending in the hospital. There is another thing. But the system is when the delivery is imminent, then one room is selected. That is called sutika ghar or sutika room. That is referred here. Sutya means sutya as soon as the child is born, sutya in that maternity room, immediately obhijāta kovita. Obhijāta kovita means, kovita means expert, learned scholars. And obhijāta, they will immediately make horoscope and tell about this newly born child what is going to happen in his life in future. That is called astrologer. It is called jātakarma, reformation. There are ten kinds of reformation. The first reformation is garvādāṁ saṅskār. Garvādāṁ saṅskār means when the father is going to give birth to a child. It is not a secret affair. It is open affair. Now this is the good auspicious day, and today the father will implant the seed of the son in the womb of the mother. There is great function. That is called Godbhadan Sanskar. And there are witnesses, all the Brahmins, that this day, such and such time, this king or this person has begotten this child. Just like the, when the child is born, it is recorded in the government book. Similarly, when one is going to give birth to a child, that is also recorded. That is called garbhādāṁ saṅskāra. Not that like cats and dogs in secrecy we have sexual intercourse, and if there is pregnancy, give some contraceptive pill or kill the child. How rascal and animal has been introduced in the human society? You see, uh, here the garbhadan saṅskār, a child has to be born. How? It will be nice when the mentality of the father and mother is completely Krishna conscious, so that when there will be sexual intercourse, the mentality of the child will be Krishna conscious. This is Garbhadan Sanskar. So, as before giving birth, there is this reformation ceremony. Similarly, immediately child is born, there is another reformation ceremony that is called Jatakarma. Jatakarma means immediately learned scholar, Brahmins, astrologers will come and they will make the horoscope of the child. So, here it is said. Jathāhi śrutyā obhijāta kovidā samādhiṣaṁ, as the foretold, that this child will be hero like this, he will be like this, like this, that are described in the Bhāgavatam. And it was also said at that time that this child will die being cursed by a brāhmi. That was also foretold. 
It is still such kind of astrology there in India. They will speak what you were in your last birth and what you are now and what you will be in your next birth. That is astrology. So still there are bhigu saṅgita. Anyone go and you simply give them your exact time of birth, then they will make immediately horoscope. Immediately. Still there is. I told you that in my horoscope it is it was declared that after seven year I shall go to the foreign countries and I shall establish many temples. In my horoscope there is. Now I see it is coming practically. So that is horoscope. So this Abhijata Kovida, expert astrologers, whatever they predicted, everything was performed by Maharaj Parikhit, Samadhisan, Vipra, Mahadguna-sthata. So all the high qualities Parikhit Maharaj was in his childhood play, he was worshipping Radha-Krishna deity, childhood play. Just like our children, some of them, they are worshipping Jagannath. This is required from the very childhood. Our Pallad Maharaj therefore says, Komaro ācarit prāgya dharmān bhāgavatān yaha. Durlahoka mānsaṅga janma. Just like I began. That's this human form of life is the only opportunity to become free from this material entanglement, to become perfect. So it is the duty of the father, it is the duty of the guru, it is the duty of the king, government, to give all opportunities that no more birth. This is the last birth. Now you go back to home, back to God. That is government. No more again coming as cats and dogs and trees. And if we do not do that, then again we enter into the cycle of birth and death. This is the risk. So this civilization is so risky that people are not being given the real right that human being has the right to understand God and to make his relationship reestablished and go to home, back to God, back to home. That is the real facility to the people. The program should be made like that, that the human life may not be missed. That is government. Therefore, a Mahābhāgavata, a great devotee, advanced devotee, should be on the head of the executive function. That is the idea of Vedic civilization. Thank you very much.